Welcome to the Audit 15 Fun Podcast. My goal with this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we're going to be talking about annual audit plans. And to talk about that topic, I have the honor to have as my guest, Mikel Variale. He is the Chief Audit and Risk Officer at Telepass Group, a leading provider of payment solutions for mobility needs for companies and consumers across Europe. Welcome, Cal, to the podcast. It's an honor to have you on. Hi, hi, John, and hi, everybody. Thanks for inviting me to here today. Yes, absolutely. So I have a, a few hypothetical questions here, and <laughs> I know that you, you have some really, really good thoughts in this area, so I, I'm looking forward to hearing from you here. So hypothetical scenario, and it's not hypothetical because you are the CAE of a company, but mm-hmm. let's say you're, you know, the CEO <laughs> of a company anywhere in the world, and your audit committee chairperson asked you, Mikel, can you create an annual audit plan? Because I'm just used to that. How would you respond? Yeah, you know, the the point here, John, is let's look at things from the perspective of a chairman of an audit committee. These guys have certain responsibilities. And I'm pretty sure if I were a chairman of an audit committee as part of my oversight of the audit activity, I will be pleased to have a line of sight on how does internal audit think to schedule its activities for the year. That's pretty normal. But also, I'm pretty sure, and there's various surveys that have been conducted across the globe to confirm this, these guys have expectations and the key expectations that an audit committee chairman has is to have a chief audit executive that is on top of what needs to be looked at. The audit committees today expect us to show business acumen and expect us to show relevance in what we do. So we have a responsibility to remain relevant during the year even though they ask for an annual audit plan. Uh, So my response will be, Chairman, here is our annual audit plan that you have requested. That's an audit plan that is focused on the risks that we see today. We will clearly commit to the audits that are scheduled for the first quarter, but business will evolve and risks will evolve. And naturally, the audit plan will need to be evolved because doing otherwise means internal audit and the audit committee will lose relevance. So for this reason, we will monitor risk, uh, their evolution during the year, and we will revamp the plan as appropriate. And every quarter, we will come to you with a confirmation of the relevance of the plan for the next quarter or proposing amendments, adjustments, and reprioritizations on the basis of the risks that we observe. To be fair, John, I bet, I bet there will never be an audit committee chairman saying, no, you just stick to the plan. I am not interested in internal audits to focus on emerging risks. The reality is another one, John. I believe that having an annual audit plan for us means having an easy life because then we can just focus on execution 
We don't have to care about what's going out, what's going on out there. And um, uh, maybe we hide behind requests of an annual audit plan by audit committee chairmen. I think we should properly communicate the flexibility in an audit plan and we should do our job. I think you're spot on. I 100% agree. Even if they ask for it, I don't see anyone being like, no, I really want you to stick to the plan. <laughs> yeah, so know. that's a great point. So, okay. I, I think that's a, a great point. You know, business evolves, risks evolves. You can revamp the plan as needed. So yeah. another, another question here. And, you know, even though it's a hypothetical, maybe it's something that we've heard before. Someone out there heard before. Okay, Mikael. You're telling me that you're going from interviewing 20, 30 people an hour mm. each once a year to talking to them, you know, four times a year if you're doing the risk assessment quarterly or more often. Mm. Isn't that more time consuming? How would you respond to that question? When it comes to understanding the evolution of risk, our objective is to ensure that we are not losing an elephant in the room. At the point with ensuring relevance is being on top of with what is going on. And if there is something that is major happening, requiring a full re reprioritization of internal audit activities, we, we need to, to, to see it. So your question is really how can we be quick in spotting an elephant in the room? I am afraid that as a profession, we have some unconscious bias with us that we have to remove. And the bias is only internal auditors really understand about risk and management is blind. Now, to be fair, in the last 15 years or so, maybe 20 years that I've been doing this job, the more I do this job, the more I realize that really management is on top of the real risks of the organizations. And that's why our job title is chief auditor and not chief executive officer. So um, let in practical terms, do we really need complex matrices and algorithms to spot an elephant in the room, I think we should be practical and use some sort of common sense here. So my suggestions will be step one is study. Study what is already out there. Study the evolution of financials against the budget. Understand the variances, discuss them with the CFO. This is something that we should normally be doing. There's nothing on top of what we should be already doing. Understand the evolution of KRIs and KPIs in our organization. Understand the organizational updates. What's the rationale behind organizational updates and discuss with our senior leadership, the relevant people, why certain organizational updates were required. Understand if there's evolutions in the risk assessments, in ERM process, what's the key projects going on? 
is there big upcoming regulation coming to light? Study. Study is already out there. We don't need big, big complex modeling to study these things. And to be fair, this is something that we should already be doing. Uh, business as usual. If we don't do this stuff, I think we have a wider problem in our audit department. Then step number two is talk. Talk with people. Talk with other assurance providers. Talk regularly with other assurance providers. Understand if they see something wrong and if they have certain concerns or major concerns. Again, this is nothing on top of, of what we should already be doing. Point number three is engaging with management in a smart way. Find ways to talk to them and get their feelings and perspectives about the key risks that the organization is facing during the year. One good example was going to a senior leadership team meeting and asking their attention for three minutes. In three minutes, just asking them, why don't we have a brainstorming exercise where everybody in just three minutes, we just put out a list of what are the things that may become a concern soon. And then four, you know, after we have collected all these inputs, reread the audit plan critically and understand if there is something to be amended. And then point number five is amend the plan because there's always something that needs to be amended. Now, point is not really, to me, the time that is required to do the job that we should already be doing. Time is, do we have the right visibility and credibility to have a seat at the table to have these kind of smart discussions with management, quick discussions with management? Great point on the question is, do we have the right visibility and credibility? So I want to focus on a couple of your points there that you had. Talk regularly with the business, point number two, mm -hmm. and engaging with management in a smart way. You know, love your idea on spending three minutes with senior leadership and asking, mm -hmm. let's have a brainstorm session here on risks. So let's say, you know, people out there who are CAE or audit leaders, they want to put that in practice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Another hypothetical question. They're like, mm -hmm. okay, love the idea. Let's do that. <laughs> they start communicating with the business. And all they hear is silent. silence. Silence. How would you respond? Yeah. Well, you know, matter with silence is uh, understanding the root cause of silence. The, the, that kind of hypothetical situation will occur the moment we ask to be invited to a table and not being invited to the table, which is a totally different story. If you want to join a party, do you really, well, I, I suppose everyone would love to be invited to a party and doesn't like to ask to be invited to a party. If you ask, you don't necessarily expect to have, you know, a lot of interaction. So the matter is how can we be naturally invited to Se sessions with senior leadership team to have 
proper engagement and exchange. Um, the point is we will never be naturally invited to these discussions if we are not perceived as people adding value. The point is their reputation. And reputation is not different than a tree uh, to, to me, John. Uh, it, trees don't grow overnight magically. Um, it's like in nature, you know, it takes time and efforts for a seed to become a small plant. Then you have to take care of it. Then you have to, uh, to protect it. Then you have to give it water and give it light and then it flowers. And then maybe one time it will get, yeah, it will get to a tree, to being a tree. We have to treat our reputation in the same way. We cannot expect our reputation to be magically there. A reputation is the result of many, many, many actions. Uh, and deliveries of value uh, with management. In our reports, in our business meetings, um, in the way we engage with them, in the feasible solutions that we promote through our recommendations, and in the style we use. So we cannot expect to be invited to a party and have a good exchange with management if we are not perceived as good guests, as uh, adding value guests. So to me, key is understanding where does management see or expect value from us and do all we can to exceed their expectations. Then the tree will grow up naturally and we will be invited to the party without having to ask and we will never hear silence in situations like those. So if silence is there, we have a problem. It's not management having a problem. Just realize it and work on that, work on the reputation and our positioning, our real positioning with management. How do they see us? Yeah, great, great point. You have to nurture the relationship. You have mm -hmm. to work on your reputation. So really good points, Mikel. Really appreciate you joining the podcast. For those who want to contact you to learn more about this topic or just about your experience as a chief audit and risk officer, what is the best way for them to connect with you? Best way is just connecting through LinkedIn. Find my profile, send me a message, and uh, we'll get in touch. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mikel. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. And uh, bye, everybody.